0: Need a favor? Anything you need, you know I got your back. Anything. Anything at all. I want to get the band back together, one last time. All right. I know I said anything, but anything but that. Anything but that. after what Ambrose did on the night he did it. No way, man. I want it. Do you guys want it?
1: Look, man, when I was out, I looked through a different perspective. And the fact is, man, tomorrow's not guaranteed. We don't know how much time we actually have. Life is short, man. The most important things are the relationships that we have, and you two are my brothers, man.
0: And I have no clue what's going on with him. I don't know if he's coming or going or what he's doing. All I know is he's making headlines. And I know I want one more moment with my brothers before we may
1: not be around anymore. What do you say, man?
0: Life is too short, tomorrow is not guaranteed. You want the shield one last time? Then for you, my brother, I'm in.
2: Gentlemen, hello,
1: and welcome
2: to another edition of just what the internet needed more of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, once again, as always, is actually, uh, I guess, on on that topic, uh, a little bit of a change to the show this week. I'm not sure if. Uh you all remember what happened during the question period of last week's episode, but unfortunately there was a, a big uh, a big goof I guess, just a one big goof em up from uh, my my I guess now former co-host uh, Josh Custodio. Uh, he ha- has unfortunately uh, been cancelled uh, and y- yeah uh, you know he, he said something that was uh, unforgivable. Uh, it was damaging to the Top marks brand. It was damaging to my own personal brand and I could not uh, in good conscience go forward continuing to uh, associate with this person unfortunately. Uh, just just a, just an awful <laughs> slip of the tongue uh, from from my former co-host and we wish him well. but I don't know how well we wish him because uh, yeah, he is cancelled. He's been banished to the canceled zone. And, um, you know, I I thought about maybe doing the show uh, by myself and continuing on to do um, uh, a podcast that I had done for quite a long time now just by myself with no other co-hosts. But that, I mean, seems impossible. Who would ever want to do that? So I have brought in a replacement host uh, to join me uh, going forward right here on Top Marks, and uh, let me tell you, folks, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, uh, because, yes, uh, Josh Custodio has been canceled, uh, but in his absence, uh, I'm now joined this week, and probably every week going forward, I can only assume, hopefully anyway, uh, by his cousin, Gary Custodio. What? Gary Welcome to the show.
0: Justin, I am fired up to finally be making my debut here on Top Marks, my favorite wrestling podcast. Luckily, I think I'm going to fit in with the, you know, sort of rhythm of the show extremely well, as I am a dedicated listener, I've never missed a minute, and of course, sharing DNA with He Who shall Not Be Named means I have basically the exact same wrestling takes and opinions.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys... <laughs> You guys are thick as thieves, you and Josh. Oh, are you
0: kidding me, and jo- I mean, up until last week, when you know, I mean, let's let's not go there. But yeah, I mean, we we were as close as they come.
2: And just always talking about uh, you know wrestling and and MMA and all the topics that uh, Josh is known to talk about.
0: I don't I don't want to sound rude, but frankly, I as a diehard listener to the show, I put in my headphones some weeks, and I hear it go. These are my takes. These are my opinions. This this scumbag, my former cousin, Josh Custodio, just taking my ideas, saying them on the air for the benefit of the people. Despicable behavior. I'm here to give you them direct from the source.
2: Oh, so you... Say, in some ways, you taught him everything he knows.
0: I mean, that might even be underestimating the situation. Or rather, what am I trying to say there? Uh, playing down
2: how much yeah, well, I've taught the man. Well, hopefully not everything about what he knows, given uh, well, some, you know, some of what he said last I week. I can't
0: control his mouth. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that's for sure. Uh, and I feel like you and I already have an extremely natural chemistry. It feels like we've done 92 episodes together. That's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll hopefully see if the uh, chemistry can carry forward between the two of us. But I have a good feeling about you, Gare. Thank you. Am I allowed to call you that? Is that all right?
0: Only if I can call you just...
2: Well, that's just okay with me. Well,
0: just what are we talking about on this week's show? As I'm not too familiar with the format of this program, what am I sort of getting into here? Well,
2: it's a pro wrestling show. Uh-huh, which yes. Which means we're going to talk about things that happened in the week that was. There were some in things. In professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to also look f- ahead to what's coming up in the world of professional wrestling. you got to love it. I mean, this Sunday, there's a, I don't know if you are aware, Gary, but oh, yes. uh, a big pay-per-view from the WWE going to air on Sunday night.
0: Can I say this about Fast? Lane. I, I don't like the placement of Fastlane. I feel like it's a, a death. How do you have something interesting? It feels like a holdover. I'm actually a little bit a little bit excited for this Sunday. I feel like there's some matches that I want to see on Fastlane. Do you feel the same or is this just a total pass for you?
2: I mean, this is our third pay-per-view in six weeks. Is
0: that right? Yes, which feels oh like gosh. too many. That, I mean, yeah, for, for any – there's not a company on earth that I want to see three pay-per-views in – or three pay-per-views in six weeks out of.
2: Especially, like, to head into WrestleMania having already had three pay-per-views in the calendar year. It's like – that
0: doesn't feel right. No, yeah. I, I feel the exact same. But of all of, of all of them, certainly more than Elimination Chamber, I'm looking forward to Yeah, to and, and I will
2: say this. I mean, like, give them credit for kind of – Spacing out the feuds a little bit between like what got featured on Elimination Chamber and what was a holdout uh, for Fastlane, and even then like what is the holdout for WrestleMania that we're kind of slowly building towards yeah. at the same time too. It just feels like the Mania build would be perhaps less
0: confused
1: yes. if
2: they were more uh, you know on a direct line towards what they are actually going to be doing.
0: Would it be absolutely impossible to switch the Rumble and Fastlane, Lane? Do you think? Obviously, with with different naming and whatnot. But the, the Rumble does feel off, like the kickoff to Road to WrestleMania. Growing up, you and I, there was no mm-hmm. pay per view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Like that, that was the road to WrestleMania. I, I don't know. It just seems like it's so hard to keep momentum, and it does end up hurting my interest in WrestleMania long term. Now, they are obviously still finishing things out or uh, figure, figuring things out if the television this week's to be believed. So maybe it's not the worst thing.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was going to kind of save this for a little bit later on in the show, but we may as well get into it right now. Yeah, I'm
0: not that familiar with the format.
2: Uh, I, I actually think that the way they've booked to manage all of these gaps. Has done their biggest program a huge disservice. You're talking
0: about Becky versus Ronda, I'm guessing? Yes. In what way? Explain it to me there, Just. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, Gary. <laughs> Becky
2: Lynch coming off the Rumble is like your biggest, hottest thing. She was the hottest thing going into the Rumble. She won the Rumble. I don't know about where you were watching the Rumble, but the room exploded when that happened where I was watching the show. Same as mine. Even though I think we all expected that to be the outcome going into the show. Yep. Uh, So we all get what we want. We all go crazy for it. And then immediately after that, they just start going crazy with booking decisions that have really done her and the overall storyline a disservice. Because right now, we are looking at uh, the match this Sunday, Becky and Charlotte, one-on-one, Yep. that would have been the natural fast lane match anyway if you didn't go crazy with overbooking on injury angles and suspensions and blah, blah, blah. If you just had Charlotte come out and say simply, I was the last person in the match that was actually in the match. That's all it needs. Becky was never in the match. Yep. So she shouldn't be allowed to win a match that she was not an entrant in. That's the natural storyline. You book the fucking match at Fastlane. Just like we got Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, even though that was kind of wonky. Yeah. They were like, well, people are mad that it's not this guy, so we're going to do a match. That's not what it is. It, But it is like that in that you put like – the rumble victory stipulation and like the, what comes along with that the main event of wrestlemania you can put that on the line again from someone who feels like they got screwed out of it we've seen this many times before yep big show and rock going yep. way back that's the
0: first one that comes to my mind uh, like
2: this this is a repeated thing that they have done in the past and if they had just done that again it would work because it was the natural story to tell instead of well, we're going to hobble her and she's going to have to be deferential to our authority figures and we're going to do all this stuff that, uh, like, keeps her on TV all the time on both shows but stops her from being in the ring and having to come in from the outside. Like, okay, the suspension thing, if you want to do that, there's, like, a Stone Coldy kind of renegade thing. I, I, I hate it. I don't want to keep coming back to the fact that, like, I paid money to see her at a house show and she <laughs> wasn't there. But it does piss me off when, like, ultimately – why did that have to happen when there's no payoff to it other than what we would have gotten anyways? And if anything, I feel like Becky as a character, as someone who was white hot a month
0: ago, has been cooled off by all this. Yeah, it's very interesting to me because I, I just don't understand the reason for all the... Is convolution a word? Yep. Like, why it's so convoluted? I, I don't know what the benefit is. Like, initially, and I think I said on, or Josh said on the show, that... You know, you, I kind of understood why the authority wanted to, you know, appear. Oh, Becky, you're suspended. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe that's the, the cherry on top of the making a baby face is that she's even... But with Triple H and Stephanie now playing baby face and the suspension and the injury, all of that feels so murky to me. And especially with Ronda. Now, this Monday, she did seem, you know, very clearly, decidedly heel. But that wasn't true last week either. You had her, you know, vacating the belt, so to speak. It's like, There's just so many moving pieces between those, what, Charlotte... Triple H, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. Ronda, and Becky. It's like that is, and it seems like the Uh, simplest thing to seize on. And then
2: on Monday, you basically have Becky going, you know, over the top and selling her injury, and she's just been destroyed by Ronda Rousey. That Ronda has like shattered this, you know, broken version of the man. Yeah, and then she comes out on Tuesday on SmackDown hits the
0: disarmor like
2: nothing happened like she never had an injury angle this past month and a half at all
0: you know i love becky this was pretty bad to me to be honest where it was like you you can't tell me both those things you can't tell me ronda beat the shit out of her last night but she has to have a match on sunday mm-hmm. but she gets one over on charlotte already And she
2: said yeah and she says something like uh you know i took the i took ronda rousey's best shot and i'm yeah. still standing like actually you weren't standing no, last night.
0: You you were messed up, you yeah. know. So I I agree with you, it has cooled her off. I don't think it's anywhere near beyond saving. It's still the feud in the company I'm most interested in. I just wish they, you know, KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Like I I don't know why you have to have all this going but
2: on. Is that a product of having all these shows? Like maybe mm. they, they had yes. to come up with a reason for her to not be on elimination chamber.
1: Yeah. And it they definitely had and is. they had to
2: come up with a reason for this match to happen at Fast Lane and not happen at elimination chamber and they had to come up with a reason to not go directly into the story that they actually wanted to tell because we're still mm-hmm. a good four weeks away from telling that story yes to all I mean, of those i mean ways. we're there now but i'm talking about when they introduced this stupid booking when they did you know? no you're
0: correct on all fronts i mean I, I agree that is why they're doing it they have time and shows to fill and they need angles and whatnot i just feel like it could have been done so much more nuanced where you would have it's just not that I'm not trying to make it sound easier than it is, but if I feel like most people whose ears this are hitting right now could probably book Becky versus Ronda from the Rumble to Mania and do a reasonably good job of it. I, mm. I know that sounds maybe overstating the case, but you have somebody who the crowd is very ready to hate, and somebody the crowd is very willing to love. You put them in a match with one another, and you let them do their thing leading up to the big show.
2: She didn't need to be limping for the last month and a half. You no, know? absolutely not. If you want to do the suspension or the injury, it's like, Pick one or the other.
0: Exactly. And if she is going to be limping around, there's no reason to have her beat the fuck out of Charlotte. Like, it's... Who's been doing great work, by the way, as as far as I'm concerned. So... I don't know. This Should we get into the Fastlane preview here? Um, before we get there, okay, there's yeah.
2: one other thing. We were just talking about SmackDown television and Becky yes. showing up on it. Uh, another big thing happened on SmackDown on Tuesday. Let's just say it was a
0: great episode of SmackDown beginning to end, I thought. Yeah, I think SmackDown has been killing it lately, but everybody
2: – I mean, not everybody. I'm hearing feedback on the show that is like it's become the Raw B-Show again in that like, mm. the main thrust of it Becky and Charlotte, is also the main thrust of Raw, and it feels like the more important things in that storyline happen on Raw, largely. But, like, there's so much more to SmackDown beyond just that story.
0: Yeah, I I would push back on that a a bit, and I know it's not you saying it, but it's like, okay, but the feud is so good that it goes over the two shows, which helps SmackDown in a way even elevates it that, you know, they are going over to Raw, and secondly, Everything else on the card is also good. It's, if you're currently critiquing SmackDown over the past, like, six weeks, like, you might you might just want to take a break. Yeah. Like, you, it's, yes. Like, these are really good two-hour episodes. I, I mean, that's
2: what I was thinking last week when I finally came back to watching the full three-hour Raw. Right. And I did this after having – you know, looked over the comments that were coming in on our Patreon group chat, mm-hmm. which you can, of course, join by heading over to Patreon.com slash Top Marks. Maybe I'll do that. Patreon.com slash Top Marks. $5 a month gets you into the group chat. Hang on, $5? Yes. Talk wrestling with us all day long, every single day for... Foreseeably, I mean, who knows, the rest of your life. Is Josh still allowed in that chat? Uh, He's been canceled from the chat. But, Gary, if you'd love to take his place, I think you should just take over his social media in general.
0: I mean, for only $5, I
2: mean,
0: a guy can't afford not to talk wrestling with (laughs) some of the greatest minds.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Gary. But, I mean, I came into that show with feedback even from Josh himself. Wow. That was saying, you know, great bookend segments, uh, but a bad show. Yeah. Uh, That's how I felt about it. I I thought that show was really good from start to finish, and maybe I just feel that way because I took a break, and Mm. I don't have the fatigue of watching Raw and feeling like it's a slog week after week.
0: We'll get more into this into the preview, but I think so much of my opinions on Raw are sort of derived from Baron Corbin, Lashley, and and Drew McIntyre. Are you into those three? Because I think that might help an interest in Raw a bit Not really. I feel, But like that they, feels like such a secondary part of the show to me right now. The secondary to... To the
2: Triple H Batista feud, yeah. Becky, Rhonda, Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even, I guess, Brock and Seth Rollins. But, the, I mean, well. the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, like, yes, yes, they are being put up against this, you know, cabal of heels. Mm-hmm. But, like, the thrust of this story is that it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. The villains yeah. seem completely decide the
0: point, you know. What did you think about the way they handled the Shield reunion on Monday? Um, yeah,
2: it was good. Like we, I'm, I, I knew
0: it had to happen because yeah. the match is on Sunday, right? You it's, feel, you feel kind of bad for them because it's like they had the reunion where it did feel huge. Yeah. Then you know, two of them get injured or well, injured, quote unquote, but two of them are unable mm-hmm. to wrestle. And now it's like, well, we need the six man for Sunday. Rollins needs something because Brock isn't around. And it's like it sucks. I get why they did it, but it sucks that. Everyone knew it was happening. When Dean finally put the fist in, it didn't really affect me it's still, much.
2: I, I still get excited by this That's cool. Stuff. I'm glad. I still thought it felt like a moment. I, and, and like, if Dean doesn't leave, He's which not. is looking like a distinct possibility right now, then, you know, they, they've reunited the boys and kind of wiped slate clean of some bad stuff that had kind of maybe tarnished the shine of the shield as an overarching story. Uh, look, the reunions are never as good as the original. I think no. we know that in every single faction that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah, Everything in life, but, really. But but the last two times that they've tried to do the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion and got, like you said, derailed by injuries and then coming back to what they had planned before the injury derailment, which seemed like way out of step with the rest of their programming at that
0: point. Yeah, because you're trying that's
2: true. You're trying to do something that was written like nine months ago. Mm-hmm doesn't seem right anymore.
0: No, you you're 100% right about that. But I- if so if Dean
2: does leave, let's sure. just yep. uh, you know, pretend that that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wouldn't it suck if like the last shield stories ever told with the full trio together were the last two things that they did? Which yes. both sucked
0: <laughs> Yes, it would absolutely be Not detrimental to their legacy Because, I mean, in some ways The Shield are one of these things That people talk about as You know, huge and overreaching And can still sort of manage To be understated I mean, mm-hmm. The Shield has been The core of WWE Since they debuted Like, those are three Wasn't there some crazy stat About, like, 50 pay-per-views In a row were headlined By one of the members Of The Shield, at least? Yeah, something like that Yeah, I don't know about that. If it's not 50, it's 30 Whatever the I number I mean, Elimination
2: is. Chamber Was the first show That Seth Rollins wasn't
0: on It's crazy In a long long time. So, I mean, when you talk about modern WWE, which I think people do consider a better product than certainly Ruthless Aggression Era, I think you do have to put, you know, a lot of that credit to the Shield. Not solely, obviously, but there, there was a lot of pieces that they're working. have it sort of not burn out, but fizzle out, I think is a little disappointing.
2: Yeah, I'm, and this isn't true in the long run. I think when you have some separation from things, you're able to like, reflect on the complete picture. Yes, that's totally true. But at least in, like, the present and then in the immediate future of, let's say, the next year to year and a half, the number one thing that people are going to remember is the last thing that you did. Mm -hmm. And I do think it is important for The Shield to get another kick at the can to do something good so that people, (laughs) like, are lingering memory of The Shield if Dean leaves, which is a huge if at this point.
0: Is not something crappy that kind of disappointed everyone. Well, and specifically, you're talking about Dean leaving. Just specifically to Dean, if he leaves the company without ever having a heel turn and a heel run, I know he had that six weeks of, you know, most, most mostly awfulness. That's... Vaccination from the fans. <laughs> yeah, think. that's right. Uh... We still never got deliverance on the the massive heel run from Dean that, that we were hoping to, and that would be a disappointment to me. Like I, I feel like we were owed that as fans at and, some point. And
2: dude, honestly, if you're bringing Roman back and he's gonna be a top star babyface, unless you want to turn Seth, which I don't think you should at this point, does Dean like not feel like a good villain for
0: Roman? Yeah, I mean, 100% he does. He, he, it, it just depends what direction you want to go with it, right? Why don't we talk about the match itself, JMO? Yeah. Let's start the, the Fastlane preview as Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, led to the ring by one Leo Rush, are taking on The Shield. Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. Who wins this match, JMO? It's It's
2: got to be The Shield, right? You think so? I'm, there is a way that you can schmoz it. I'm picking the heels. Have a bunch more like Elias comes out and some other heels maybe too. Leo rushes that ringside That's too. That's Yep. And just uh, you know, have a kind of beat down angle that leads into whatever Roman or Dean or both of them are going to be doing at WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, because I mean that is a big question mark, right? You and I went over the Potential Mania card last week, mm-hmm. and it was just like, question mark, question mark, question mark. Dean Ambrose, question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, no clue what he's doing. Not a clue. And even, like, the the best guess at what Roman is up to is, like, a singles match with Baron Corbin, which oh. isn't really exciting. Or McIntyre, but yeah. yes. Yeah, like, nobody really needs to see either of those things, honestly. I'm picking Those, the- those don't the, like... Does that not feel more like a raw main event than, like, the marquee match at Mania for Roman yes. Reigns? Yeah, yeah. I,
0: absolutely it does. But, again, I just don't feel like that That heel faction has been working. But I won't go down that rabbit hole again because Lord knows I've talked enough about it. Uh, but I do have the heels winning just because I think these three babyfaces need something heading into Mania. It's just, I, I would
2: hate to see, I don't see the Shield having another big pay-per-view match besides this if Dean leaves after Mania. Yeah. So it's weird to be like, yeah, they're gonna lose their their reunion match. It
0: definitely does feel weird, but uh, hey, you
2: might be right though. That's what
0: I'm picking, JMO. I think I derailed you earlier. I think I, I did that, so I, I apologize because you said there was one other thing that on SmackDown that happened, and I think you were going to talk about Joey Samoe. I was going to talk about yes,
2: our our boy Samoa Joe finally wins a singles title bum, bum, on the bum, WWE bum. main roster. Bum, bum. The champ
0: is here. Bom, 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 bom. Bom, bom. This was, I thought, a some great TV match of the year contenders so far. Oh, one on of my favorite six one
2: nines ever.
0: Oh, I I fully agree with that, and and just a couple really cool multiple guys using finisher spots. I. I thought, you know, I'm not saying this is match of the year, but for a TV match, I was having a absolute hell of a time. And of course, I imagine like you, when Samoa Joe, I didn't think it was going to happen because he, he is that the first time he's used the Uranagi as a finisher. Uh, maybe. I feel like it's always the clutch since they got rid of. But the also, like Andrade had
2: both had already been destroyed by. True. It's the six one nine. Yeah, and, like uh, he was selling for other finishers already. So, uh, like even Joe having to hit a finisher at all felt like. Not necessarily necessary, you know. Well,
0: let me tell you, Joe <laughs> felt it was necessary because if there was a Augie where a guy had more follow through leading to the ground, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know if him and Andrade were like, okay, knock all of the wind out of me, try to kill me with that. the The vertical Andrade but, goes for there, tremendous.
2: But like the story of the match is that he's stealing the finish from, of Rey, course, right? Yeah, it's Ray's win. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I was of mixed feelings about this initially because. Mm. Like, doesn't the U.S. title feel below Samoa Joe on some level? That's
0: why it's good. Uh,
2: let's see, I'm I'm right there with you. This is the my complete thought is. Initially, I was like. Joe feels like a guy who should go, like, direct to the world title. Yeah. I mean, that was what he was challenging for all summer long. That's that right. huge program with AJ that lasted into the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was good. And And he felt like he could have won that title at any moment. And it would have been a perfect totally choice. Totally legitimate. Uh, yeah. But, you know, immediately putting that belt on him. Does the U.S. title, which in my mind is the least important of all main roster titles...
0: Ooh, yeah, probably, eh?
2: Does that not, like, almost immediately raise it above the IC
0: with Finn? I mean, you're asking me if I'm more interested in the it's Samoa Joe title rather than the Finn ballot. I mean, yeah, it's elevated above the Universal title for me now. I mean, <laughs> uh, it felt gigantic to me. I felt like it was the right call. I'm curious what the feud... Is. Do you think it's Ali challenges on at Mania for it? No. What do you think goes yeah, I mean, it, it. You're asking me if I think the U.S. title is above the IC title. If the feud is John Cena versus Samoa Joe, I'm telling you, without joking, I think by the time those two are done promoing with one another,
2: that'll feel like one of the biggest matches on the entire card, if not the biggest. Yeah. I mean, do you
0: not think that's in the, the discussion. Like that could feel like the most anticipated match going into Mania.
2: Absolutely, and like any title is only as important as the person who holds it. Absolutely, right? yeah. So if you're gonna put it on Joe and tell me that Joe is the most like kick-ass destroyer on the entire roster, then I'm going to think that the title that this guy holds is going to be more important than, you know, like, you you just said it's bigger than the Universal, which is like, you know, I think you're joking on some level, but you're yeah. not really because Brock just isn't there. That's the thing. So, how, like, the the thing that they have really hit on with these open challenges over the last couple of weeks, and I know that they only did it twice before yeah. R-Truth lost the belt, but, like, having a title that that is defended on television every week, that it's your that it's your de facto TV title, essentially. Yep. Like, does a lot. Not just for a belt, but for any guy who's fighting for it.
0: Like And, and my interest in the show that I'm watching. Yeah. Like the fact that something could happen. Did you see Joe winning this? Not at all. Yeah, no, me it really caught me Especially off the year in Augie. I was like, Oh, here's the kick out. I was like, what? <laughs> just freaking out. So great. But,
2: like, the thing about being a heel champion in WWE is that you're never allowed to win. Right? I know. Like, not clean. Like, uh, uh, and sometimes not even at all. Yeah. Like, you'll never win a title defense clean. And then, non title defenses, you'll just never win, did, period. Did
0: Rollins beat one person clean like, in his whole reign?
2: Sometimes the worst thing that can happen to you in WWE is to become the top guy because you're just jobbed out constantly at that point. Mm -hmm. They don't treat their top guys like a top guy. But if you're going to be a champion who has an open challenge week to week, It's like the one position on the company where not only do you get to have a kick-ass match on television every week, Mm -hmm. you're also going to win a lot because they don't want to take the belt
0: off you. On TV. That's exactly right. Yeah, so it builds you into a strong champion. It helps the belt, and especially as a heel, like you're saying, who loses? And I don't want Joe to be the the cheating heel. I want Joe to be the Goliath that he is.
2: Yeah, I don't want Joe as champion to be... Kevin Owens with the universal no, title. No, it'd be awful. I mean,
0: listen, are you going to go try and take that belt from Samoa Joe?
2: Uh, yes, actually. If I, <laughs> if, if I make it down the <laughs> ramp first, well, that I might, I might, the yeah, I might try.
0: You know what I mean? The uh, Joe is one of the guys on the roster you look at, and you're like. Oh, okay, yeah. Not going to fuck with this guy. Yeah, like, for sure. So to book him as a cheating, uh, just have him be a marauder, throwing people around. We'd love look, to see it.
2: And look, I jokingly presented the possibility of R-Truth versus John Cena. i yeah. seen his Mania match last week because I was like, well, they're clearly doing something with this Cena angle. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's clear what that is now. What do you think it is? You build up with our truth being such a deferential fan yep. of Cena and what Cena did for Even that title. Even doing the moveset in that four-way. Exa- exactly. You build that up only to knock it down with the next guy who comes along. So yep. Joe takes the title... Joe does the exact opposite of what our truth was doing. Mm-hmm. Stops talking about John Cena as the man who made this title important. Starts talking about himself yep. as the first guy who's going to make this title actually feel big. You know, it just denigrate the entire history of Cena with that title that that truth was putting over so much over yep. the last couple of weeks and our truth doesn't have to be In the match or part of the feud, really. Like, he could play the role that Rusev was in in Nakamura Styles last year. Yeah. Where, like, in the lead up to, you can have matches with this guy on TV to build up the feud that you're going to blow off at WrestleMania, which to me at this point feels like a natural fit between Joe and Cena. And, like, you said uh, earlier like there's so much going on in that feud that goes beyond just whatever is happening in this moment right oh, now oh yeah they have
0: history I mean it, it, tell me you can't see Samoa Joe hit that urinagi again then put his f- hand in front of his face do the you can't see me hit the ropes and do a senton I feel like that's going to happen like and it just those you know starts teasing Cena, almost calling him out I'd be very into that.
2: and thing. like is Cena coming back after Mania to be a full-time member of the roster again seems unlikely yeah exactly probably not he's too busy with movies and yep. shooting schedules and blah, 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 which means, like, Joe, Yeah,
1: Joe, Joe, th- Joe
2: If Joe, If you Joe. could pick one person, Samoa Joe, like, this was your complaint <laughs> about Batista last week, right? Yeah. Or, sorry, uh, Josh's complaint. Yeah, sorry, Gary, my bad. Gary. <laughs> That's uh, me. Uh, this was this was Josh's complaint. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> it's like, Batista is going to go out putting over Triple H. Yeah. She does, benefits nobody. Yep. Does not benefit long-term storytelling at all look i know he's not a young guy Mm -hmm. but cena putting over samoa joe
0: is huge like it might be the biggest win of samoa joe's career what if they went a step further jamo which what if they went a step further what if they said you know what cena's gone cena cena's gone daddy gone you know what cena's never done madman what cena's never tapped he's never given up what if at WrestleMania, it is a submission match Coquina. between one John Cena and one Samoa Joe. The STF versus the Kakina Clutch, and you finally get – it's never going to happen. But you get John Cena tapping out to Samoa Joe for the first time in his career. Yeah, he'd
2: probably do the pass out thing yeah. instead of tapping. Yeah, I
0: agree. But but if you got him to tap, It wow, would be huge. It would feel gigantic. And it
2: would tie into the story that they were telling around Mania with Cena last year of him just kind of being yeah. you know, not the man he once was. Yep. Uh, and if you want to continue that arc, I think there's a lot to that. Cena's not
0: retiring before winning that uh, WWE title one more time for the most reigns. Exactly. So have him fall first and then rise. Yeah, exactly. You really want to build
2: that up. And and that should be one of the last things that he does. I agree. So the fall can
0: actually go for a while. And the fall's name? Is Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah darn right. Jamie, let's jump back over here into uh, Fastlane as the, the Usos take on the Miz and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Feels like a bit of a lock here that the Usos keep them, right? Yeah, I mean, we've sort of known from the start what's going on with this match. Yeah, it's, you're in the, it's in the Miz's
2: hometown. Yep. His dad's going to be in the front row. They even
0: made mention of it on the show this week. Miz and his promo about how yeah. he's going to do impress his father and all this.
2: And and be the hero that Cleveland deserves or whatever. <laughs> right. it's like yeah, He's not going to do any of those things. <laughs> for sure though. Drive him insane when he doesn't do that because yep. the Usos pin Shane McMahon. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so he's gonna go crazy on Shane for mm-hmm. embarrassing him and making him, uh, you know, uh, just the a, laughing stock exactly, of the city. Exactly. Yep. And and we're gonna get the mania
0: match that I think we've kind of been looking forward to for a little M- while now. Miz versus Shane is the match you're talking about. Big question, is all Shane McMahon matches are. Does it have a stipulation? <sighs> Do we go down the street fight road again? I feel like you've got to go somewhere. I don't feel like Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, listen, I know that Shane and AJ had a, a match that far exceeded But Miz my is opinion. not AJ. Miz is. I mean, few people are, but Miz certainly isn't, right? I think you go, I don't know, street fight somewhere. You've got to take some sort of direction with these two. Just my two bets. Uh, J-Mo, the tag team titles on the women's side are being defended for the first time in history, which is kind of interesting, as uh, the Boston Hug Connection, built of Bailey and Sasha Banks. Do we okay. like that name? No. I don't like
2: it either. No. It's very unwieldy.
0: Yeah, it's like we get that it's a take on the, of course, Rock and Sock connection. But, but, but then the... as soon as you say Rock and Sock <laughs> connection, you're like, oh, I get why oh, they yeah. called it that. Yeah, those it two things rhyme: <laughs> Boss
2: and hug.
0: The boss and hug connection. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like to hug my boss. I don't like my boss to hug me. I don't like non-rhyming tag teams. I don't like anything about the name. But in fact, they are going to be taking on Nia Jackson to me in a madman. What, what say you about this match?
2: Uh... You know, good thing that's happening here and not at Mania.
0: Yeah. That's about what you could about what you could say of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd be sad if it went onto the heels here. I could I don't know if I could see it happening, but yeah, they like I, to have the baby faces chasing they, to mania. They do,
2: but they might also go a different road with this and go to like a historic
0: challenge. Lead in Trish, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Well didn't Sasha tweet out something about that in the past couple weeks? I think like so. get ready Trish or something, something to that effect.
2: I mean, and this has been that was a rumored tag match for Mania, long before there were even tag titles. Well, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like basically since Evolution when they did that, and it was like, well, it was fun to see those two. Hey, those two can maybe still go mm-hmm. enough to put on a decent match as a part timer at Mania. In which, tag
0: matches, you can always hide it a little easier yeah, too.
2: Exactly, and yeah, I mean, there, there, that would be two baby faces, right? Yeah. Two well, babyface teams going at it at Mania. Does that make a ton of sense? They've done it before. They have. But it's and, and I think it's kind of the flip side of them saying that they'll defend against anyone. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Well, yeah. if you're going to defend against the, a tag team of the future from NXT, would you not also defend against the, a great tag team of the past? Yeah, I.
0: it does fit in with that. I'd rather it be the Iconics I'll just say that that's, yeah that's sort I of agree I agree with it. and not that I think the Iconics would have like that much better of a match than them versus it would be more be of on a on fun it. feud though that's exactly it the The TV presence the Iconics are so good on the mic I, I would enjoy that
2: they had a really fun promo actually I might have been web only this week oh I don't on know Twitter. if I saw it they pulled like Kayla in to yell at her about whether she'd seen Sasha or Bailey around and <laughs> no I didn't see this they threw her out of the frame and then they hauled Byron in and <laughs> were yelling at him and uh, yeah it was just fun it's like they can do the most simple things but because their energy and dynamic is so fun like there's something very entertaining about them
0: Uh, Justin we just brought her up but without uh, my cousin here I I look forward to the Tamina impression when I'm listening could we get it out of you instead of him okay
1: (laughs) oh just like the real thing
2: I'm going to take a photo of these Tamina impressions.
1: <laughs> oh, point. no, that ruined the band. Uh, <laughs>
0: JR, next match here, staying in the, the fair sexes uh, realm. Asuka versus Mandy Rose going for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, well, we can only hope that uh, Asuka does not get dropped on her spine. Does Mandy Rose have some sort of hellacious receipt coming her way in this match? Maybe. Is, is Asuka coming out forearms blazing?
2: I. I would really like for this match to be surprisingly good. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we we were ripping on Mandy a couple of weeks ago for just the bad TV match that these two had. And the Rumble and Elimination Chamber. But, but especially that TV match. Like, the timing just seemed off yeah. on a bunch of stuff. And, like, pinning Asuka on a distraction roll-up. Like, it set up this match, but, like, the match that set this match up was bad, yeah, hardly worked, so it's not really like enticing for you to be like, Well, oh, they're gonna have another one, yeah. That's <laughs> but, but I mean, I you know, obviously, that I have kind of a, a soft spot for yep. Mandy Rose, and it's has nothing to do with her looks and everything to do with what I think is like overlooked athleticism and ability. In that, we look at her the same way that like people would have looked at. Eva Marie or any number of like the easily criticized people who were here because they're a model and not because they're a wrestler or an athlete. I think she's better than that. Um, and I would love for her to have a show in here that kind of proves me correct yep. in some way so that I could lord it over your cousin.
0: Um, <laughs> well, let, let's say this. Uh, if there was somebody who could get her there, Oscar's well was in the conversation, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, and, okay, so Josh's roommate Brock asked him this on Tuesday, and I'm wondering where you are. Do you think Mandy Rose – I'm just going to list off some names, and you say Mandy Rose is better or worse in-ring than these people. Okay, okay. okay. Lana. Better. Dana Brooke. Better. Uh uh Lacey Evans. I don't know the answer to
2: that okay. cuz I mean I like Lacey in NXT to some degree but, but not it feels enough. so long ago yeah. now and all I've seen her do is just walk for the last however many months so I, I can't say but I I would right now it probably lean worse but I don't know. Liv Morgan. <sighs> I like Liv too. Yeah. Um the
0: some- po- the point of this is more to show that she she's not good but she can. She's better. She can rise above this crop of. Yeah, I'd absolute say she's dog.
2: like even with Liv, probably.
0: I would. I think Liv's I might, a little yeah, better. Yeah, I might
2: say Liv has the edge a little bit.
0: But if you're asking me on on Sunday, would I rather watch Liv Oscar or Mandy Rose Oscar? It's definitely Liv Oscar. But. Let's see. I'm willing to go in with an open mind and, and hope that maybe we can we can get something done here yeah, on Saturday. Yeah,
2: the, but there's a good chance that this is you know, going to be bad, too.
0: It, best case scenario, it's short, and Asuka just kind of gets it done. Maybe Sonya gets involved in at yeah, some point, yeah. something like that. Yeah, if Sonya did get involved,
2: I feel like there has to be, though I guess you're going to have a bunch of people that are going to be in the women's... Uh, WrestleMania, Rumble, or whatever, the Battle Royal. Yeah. But, like, th- it sort of feels like there's no natural feud for Asuka heading into Mania. It would make sense to do, like, the a multi-woman match.
0: I'd be interested in a triple threat between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and Asuka. If that Asuka, could be good. If Asuka just bulldozes Mandy Rose, but then it's basically a handicap match designed as a triple threat, I think that could be an interesting dynamic. And
2: I think they were kind of teasing Sonya being, like, choked that she didn't get the chance looked over for this opportunity too.
0: i mean wasn't it you who pointed it out like even on the entrance it's like with all of the the yeah, haze yeah, around like She just blurred out of her own shadow entrance. boxing in this haze. <laughs> too uh, much vaseline on
2: the uh camera <laughs> you're
0: not kidding uh bad <laughs> let's talk about two matches here that i'm pretty excited about to watch on sunday one where the the raw tag team titles are on the line uh the revival defending them against Alistair, black and ricochet and the team of Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. I think this is going to be a riot. First of
2: all, I meant to say this on last week's show and I forgot because we just had so many things to hit on last week. Sure. But two weeks ago, I talked about being concerned that Ricochet might not be the star on the main roster that he so clearly was to me in NXT. Sure. I feel silly for having said that. Really? Because having watched him on TV the last two weeks, the, the dude just has it. Now, granted... <laughs> the main roster camera work is not always at a place where it needs to be to capture the amazing things that he's doing.
0: I think you mean it often isn't.
2: Yes. (laughs) Like, you see him flying out of the frame, and it's like, nah, it would have been cool to see what he just did there. wonder where he's going. (laughs) 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 But, like... I can't say that, like, oh, he's he's not going to land on the main roster because the camera work sucks. It's sure. Like, no, he's still incredible. And anybody who's there in the building to see what he's doing, devoid of camera work, is going to be amazed by him. Sure. And, and most people that are watching him on TV, even if he flips out of screen and you don't actually see him land anywhere... What? You're still like, well, that was cool. That really went flying. Yeah. Camera couldn't
0: even keep up. Uh, okay. I guess I'm just worried about this tag team with Aleister Black. I don't feel like it's clicking. It's not supposed to either. I get that it's just an intro thing for both of I like it, them. though. I like it. I don't feel like the crowd... The... I, 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 maybe I shouldn't say this. I thought Black's entrance looked awesome on SmackDown this week. And I guess I was just like... Can we not just get this guy isolated doing this? The the,
2: the flip off the ropes into their
0: uh, poses. Yeah, where they both do it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was a great moment. There's no denying that. And
2: that, like, works as a team to me. And, I don't know, like, obviously the backstage promo that they did on SmackDown last week was a little clunky. Yeah, not the best. Like, Alistair's not the best talker. And also, that was just done in a really weird way. Like, instead of – I can't remember if it was, like, Kayla or Dasha who was interviewing them backstage – but regardless, she basically was like, yada, 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 question for Ricochet, yada, 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 question for Black. Yeah. And then Ricochet cut a promo, and then Black had to cut a promo immediately afterwards, responding to a separate thing within the thing that she had asked them both. Oh. It's like, structurally, this seems weird. You could
0: set this up better that for That you would
2: say, yada, 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 Ricochet, and he would answer, and then she would go, yada, 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 Black. Yeah. You know, like it there was like a weird flow to it just from the way it was constructed as a scene never mind him not being a great promo in the first place well yeah that's but i mean if neither of these guys are great talkers they're both great in the ring i mm-hmm. think if if their deficiency is talking then putting them together to talk together Might actually be a boost to both of them.
0: Yeah, some guys can find that, right? I think of Jason Jordan and uh, Chad Gable in Mm -hmm. their early American Alpha run, where Jason Jordan as a solo guy is just very sort of blasé, but with Chad Gable, he brings out something in them. So it'd be nice to see some of that out of these guys. I just don't see it so far.
2: Uh, I am surprised, though, that this match is happening right now. Uh, because this was kind of what I was predicting was going to be the Raw Tag title match at Mania.
0: Yeah, I, I think we probably do see a multi-man for that title, regardless. But, I mean, this is a multi-man. Yeah, and I, I think we see that again. So you just add more teams into the mix? I think
2: one more team, yeah. Heavy Machinery? That's or? my best guess, yeah.
0: Because yeah, I think one of the
2: authors is injured right now, right? That's right. right. Yeah. Uh,
0: who takes it here on Sunday, though? <sighs> uh,
2: I still think revival, revival Retain, because they've lost a lot on TV lately. Uh, Like, talking about champions losing. And also, it's good to have heel champions heading into Mania.
0: So, do the revival retain?
2: Yes. Say yeah.
0: Say yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Andrade, you're going to be getting it done on the pre-show. Again,
2: a match that I wanted to see at Mania. I I was thinking earlier, this match kind of feels like... this year's version of Gold Dust versus Stardust.
0: Ah, what a great comparison. Yeah, wow. that might, That's one of the best points you've ever made on this show.
2: Like a feud that's very well, well built and escalating that feels like it should be a Mania match. Yep. But instead, not only are we going to do it at Fastlane, we're going to do it in the portion of Fastlane that doesn't even matter. It's going to be a good... Like, this is, to me... If I look back over the last, like, let's say, even two years, I can't think of a pre-show match. Actually, maybe that SmackDown tag match between the New yep. Day and the Usos on yep. SummerSlam
0: a couple years ago. There was but one on since... SummerSlam this year too, wasn't there? It was also the Revival. I forget who they were wrestling, but it was Revival and someone. But since then, yeah, this feels like the pre-show
2: match I'm most fired up. Oh, for. like I will go out of my way to watch the pre-show. What for percentage
0: this. of pre-shows would you say you watch? Maybe maybe like twelve percent I was gonna say 20 for myself so yeah. but I will go out of my way to watch this one so you know maybe that that has its place yeah,
2: it's just you know I want better for these guys than uh, the arm bar. yeah, but if Andrade wins the arm bar this year
0: no 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 one is in history has ever gotten pushed winning that thing I, I don't want him to not get pushed. I'd rather him not win it than win it. go <laughs> mug with that trophy no. for a
2: month. <sighs> But, like, he deserves a moment on Mania. I mean, there's no... And if those two are the final two within the armbar, and that the final elimination takes, like, five minutes to get, so it becomes, like, a one-on-one match yeah. on some level. I could get a If can't that. get a one-on-one match, like, is that not the best
0: use of the Andre in general? It's a great question. Yeah, in a way, it is. I mean, the best use of the Andre would be actually pushing the guys who win what should be a very difficult battle royal that has you know a million competitors in it. But I digress. JMO, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in a convoluted feud that we already touched on. I don't want to dig into this match too much because we've talked about this feud a great deal in the past couple shows. But who's winning? If Lynch wins, she will be
2: added back into the WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. If Charlotte wins. Nothing happens. Wow, great. Tip. So, obviously, Charlotte
0: is losing. <laughs> I don't agree. No? I think Charlotte wins on Sunday. Really? And I think people go bananas, and I think the story is Becky Lynch is fighting her way into that match on the road to WrestleMania. That
2: might actually be good. That might be the reheating that sh- that Becky desperately
0: needs after well, what we talked about with them cooling her down. Why on earth could—you couldn't just have this stip and just have Becky win, could you? It's like she was already in the fucking match. Yeah. What do we—like, I— if they do that, I'll understand and I'll approach Mania with open arms and whatnot. But like, Jesus, what? Like, what? What are we up to? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it just feels very—it's bizarre. And also, yeah, Charlotte's, like Charlotte's doing really good work here, but she's also being given like an un-like unth- uh, a thankless role. Let's oh, say. very
0: unenviable. Yeah. yeah. You can you imagine a baby face having to pull off that spot? It's a good <laughs> thing she can just be an asshole. Mm-hmm. But but I mean even like like there's no real beneficial
2: booking element to this from a character perspective. And I'm just going to fully lean into being like the chosen one, essentially. That's, I mean, that's she's, it. she's like the Randy Orton of women right now. That's
0: right. If if Becky's your Brian, that's the avatar. Yeah. And J Mo finally, presumably, maybe closing out the show. Daniel Bryan taking on Kevin Owens. Two of your boys going head to head. How do you feel, Madman?
2: Uh, I'm excited for this match yeah, as a match. Me too. I also think there's going to be something big storyline wise that comes out of the finish yeah, to build towards Mania. I don't know whether that's going to be. Uh you know, Sammy
0: Zayn runs out. I see this floated a bunch. So are people saying that Zayn returns as a heel and costs Owens yeah Zayn, Zayn
2: basically people are predicting like uh you know that Rowan is going to get involved yeah and and Owens will be able to like dodge him or or beat him down yeah, or whatever hit him or something and so and so he kind of avoids that d- level of interference, and then Zayn comes down. Okay. To counteract Rowan, it would seem, as Rowan tries to get involved again, only to then like haluva kick Owens and Owen he sides with match. Brian kind of yes. thing. Okay. That would then give Daniel Bryan a full trio at his disposal to mm. go into a New Day feud with. Small, medium, and large. Yeah. But like that three red beards. <laughs> and that that's like
0: beneficial on some level, right? Like Yeah. I could do without Owens and Zayn being tied together for a little while, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Him returning to just—and ind- again, it could happen. I see where people are coming from. I'm a little bit done with Owens versus Zayn, to be honest. It's, I wouldn't even mind Sammy going to Raw and just returning, getting a big, hot return. Maybe he gets one of the fallouts from that heel trip with six Man on the Raw side, beats up Bobby Lashley, return to that. Would you rather Bray come out then
2: and do that instead? That Bray join the Eco Warrior faction? No, no I wouldn't like that. Yeah. No, I, I want Bray as a it, baby face trying feels, to get Rowan back. It does feel like there needs to be a third member here.
0: Right? I'm just surprised you haven't brought in uh, the New Day somehow into this. Yeah. I feel like you do need a third member if he's going to feud with Kofi to Mania. I think that's the case, and so I, I could see that being Zayn in this situation. I would, just consider, I would prefer to be somebody a bit more interestingly tied to Owens, I guess.
2: I mean, there's nobody more tied to Owens than Sami Zayn.
0: More interestingly, I feel like okay. we've explored everything. What else is there to see with Zayn and Owens? Yeah, what, 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 we, we 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 done it all on both alignments. They were on last year's Mania together against fucking Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just I don't know what else there is to explore. It's very uninteresting to me. Fair. Zayn fits in well with Bryan and Rowan, but but as against Owens, I don't know.
2: Uh, I will say though, I really like the presentation of uh, Kevin Owens this week. Yeah. I, I thought he was very good. I thought he was... And I thought Daniel Bryan's promo... Yes. <laughs> ...was what really built him up as a babyface. I Faye agree. See. In the mold of, like, a Dusty Rhodes. Like, they are clearly seeing him as, this is your everyman, relatable... And and that's exactly what he should be. Yeah, it's exactly what he should be. We've been saying this for for
0: literal years on the
2: show. Exactly. That like every wrestling fan loves Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens looks like every wrestling yeah. fan on some level. So you should lean into that. There should definitely like as much as Vince McMahon might be obsessed with bodies and builds and oh look at that, yeah. look at his abs. Uh, like that, uh, that does that doesn't do anything for me because I don't look at you know, Morton. Uh, EC3, oh, let's oh. say. And, Where is he? And, and be like, that's a man. That That's what a real man looks like. No, a real man looks like Kevin Owens.
0: A real man just looks like whatever they want to call themselves. That's, it's <laughs> true. Fine. But fair. I know what you mean, though. It's like the idea that, you know, most of the audience – I mean, Daniel Bryan called attention to this this week – Normally I would say like fat jokes are a little bit beneath Daniel Bryan, but I felt like the way he was doing it where it's like, you look like everyone in this audience. You're mm-hmm. just consuming. I was like, ah, this kinda works for what Daniel Bryan is yeah, saying. Yeah. And also,
2: <laughs> Owen's got to score some babyface points by calling him out on like hacky, tired
0: yeah. fat jokes. That also it happened again on SmackDown, didn't it? it? was like, Oh, you're just gonna come out here and say, Oh, this place sucks, Philadelphia. But like you know, we got a bunch of fat jokes.
2: From AJ Styles towards Owens during their feud when it's like AJ's supposed to be the babyface. Yeah. It's like, man, that is not a babyface thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I was was quite heavy for a
2: while and did (laughs) not find any joy in that. And also, like, Owens doesn't get to have a comeback to that when he's the heel, right? No. Like, you don't get to come out on the winning end of that kind of argument when you're not a babyface. So, I actually do like heels making weight jokes at his expense because he gets to fire back. And, like, that is something that should happen.
0: Who wins on Sunday?
2: That's got to be Daniel
0: Bryan. Yeah, he feels now. Okay, here's here's the one, the one out, and I'll credit uh, JRS in our Patreon chat because he floated this, and I I thought, oh, maybe that could happen. Could Owens win because Rowan attacks him? So D. Bryan keeps the belt, but it's a DQ win for Owens. I don't, I don't know, like because Rowan,
2: Rowan is too off. Obvi- That's why everyone's leaning towards Sammy or or some kind of surprise, right? Like yeah. we've seen. The Rowan interference angle. We got it at the Rumble. We saw it at our house show. We see it on TV like most weeks. All the time, yeah. It's not that it's not interesting. It's that it's predictable, and and we've been down
0: that road. And
2: so I would rather that the faction grow and add another member.
0: Yeah, especially if it's the Kofi feud. 3v3
2: just as parallel. And that way, like... You know, you can continue that feud for months after Mania. Absolutely. Like, Kofi can get his moment, but then you can continue with a trios feud built around the WWE title for the foreseeable future. That's exactly right. And honestly, you know, if if you turn your world title feud picture into trio wars, suddenly, like... You throw AJ and the club back into that mix. Oh, there's a, oh all way. kinds of interesting things. Authors you can of do. pain in a third, yeah. There's lots of ways to go. I mean, they're not on SmackDown, but like the, oh, we, yeah, right? we we did talk quite a bit last year about there just being an enormous amount of trios on SmackDown. Yes, that you could do all kinds of things that are trio wars or whatever. If that's going to be built around your world title picture, I think there's actually a significant benefit to that.
0: That yeah, you get a lot of shine on a lot of guys. Uh, yeah,
2: and you can elevate. Fuck, you could put Killian Dane in the world title picture if you really wanted to. I really want to. I think they should. I love the Sanities. <laughs> and and it wouldn't be out of the norm for them to just kind of hot shot somebody and look at their current spot where they're standing and say, we need to inject some youth and some freshness into the scene and, and really elevate a guy. Because that's kind of what we saw in the main event of SmackDown this week. Yep. Show's going off the air with, you know, Kevin Owens being on the receiving end of a m- odd numbered beatdown. And who comes out and makes a save? Mustafa Ali. Yeah, that, that
0: was a fun moment. I didn't see it coming. I love the Mustafa Ali gear, too, the, the like electric blue. I thought it looked really cool. But I just think we should mention on the show this week that, uh, you know, the
2: rumor mill. I, th- I don't know if this was reported by Melissa. Is this where I say
0: rumor? Has it sure
2: it. is. Okay. Uh, then. I don't know if this came rumor from The Observer. Has it. <laughs> but somebody reported this week that like the reason that Mustafa Ali got shifted from 205 onto smackdown and featured in a prominent way is that Daniel Bryan walked into a writers' meeting and and jokingly but seriously like yelled at everyone for the massive failure of booking that the youngest babyface in in the singles scene on smackdown is 40 year old AJ Styles. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. <laughs> like, who are these solo baby faces on SmackDown floating in that big, like, top end picture?
0: So we wanted to get some youth with Mustafa. Ali. Yeah,
2: like, your top faces are AJ and. No one? Yeah. Yeah, at that period of time. Rey Mysterio, who yeah. might be
0: even older than
2: AJ. Gotta be, doesn't he? Yeah. So that is a big failing that, like, we really cannot create a star that. I can go up against. There's no fucking baby faces. a great be, point. Be, below the age of 40. <laughs> what are we doing here? Good for you, D. And then a week later, Mustafa Ali is on the main roster and he feels like a big deal. So, D-Ball. like, they, they,
0: if they wanted to do that with Killian Dane, like, it's doable. Absolutely, it is. I, I mean, again, you can point to so many people. Becky. Again, I I use her as this first for so often, Mm -hmm. but doing nothing and now the biggest star overnight. Uh, Before we get into some listener mailbag questions, we've got New Japan news to touch on. We do, yes. News Japan, I call this segment. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, They announced uh, what the junior heavyweight match will be uh, for their big. Madison Square Garden show over WrestleMania yep, weekend. Great match. Do you want to tell the people
0: what that match is? Dragon Lee It's a triple threat of uh, Dragon Lee taking on Ishimori and Bandito. This is a fun match. Yeah. Uh,
2: Dragon Lee in, yeah. In, in a junior heavyweight match uh, in New Japan. Yeah. CMLL what, what, former champion Dragon Lee. Now, Gary, why does that sound familiar to me? Mm. Well, Dragon Lee in junior heavyweight NJPW action. Mm. What's the significance there? I don't know. Of course, we all remember Dragon Lee as the opponent who basically killed Hiromu.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, right, right, right. That's ringing a bell. But there's no way that New Japan would do an angle where, you know, he rode off Hiromu, Dragon Lee takes the belt, and then Hiromu comes back to take on Dragon Lee. Now, I was thinking that that
2: <laughs> feels likely. <laughs> but also, I was also thinking maybe that's too much my WWE brain. Sure, yeah. Like, is that really an angle that New Japan would pursue where... They take the belt off of Ishimori to put it on Dragon Lee specifically to have a like, comeback feud for Hiromu.
0: Well, I think those walls are coming down a little bit. You remember that you know the first Triple Threat was only you know lat within the past year the the Cody Rhodes one that they had for for New Japan True Triple Threat for a belt. So are those and honestly,
2: come- like you look at the way that Okada and Jay White was booked, that was very WWE. Absolutely, it was.
0: was. They were felt
2: that, more like the Fed than the traditional way that even Tama Tonga
0: throughout the G1. Like yeah. there's, there's these walls coming down. So so I wouldn't say that that's the odds on favorite just because I don't really know the new Japan CMLL relationship mm-hmm. very well where it sits right now, but if they have a good working relationship, shit, why not?
2: Yeah, and and look, we've talked in the past multiple times about the the need for this to be a big show, mm-hmm. for it to be it has to the talk of the weekend. Yep. You know, and, and it's got competition. It does. Spring Break 3 is going to be huge, obviously. Takeover, mania, obviously. Yeah, but I think this there's a lot of pressure on New Japan to capitalize on a moment. Correct. So that when it comes Monday morning, and we've watched a stupid amount of <laughs> wrestling over the course of that weekend, yep. the number one thing that people are going to be talking about is not going to be Becky Lynch or Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. It's going to be like whatever happens in Jay White versus whoever wins the
1: Made New event. Japan yeah. Cup,
2: right? Like like or or like that's a huge moment too if Dragon Lee wins the title. And, you know, his celebration is cut short because Here's Hiromu. suddenly Hiromu's music hits and he comes out and they have a face-to-face to set up the next feud.
0: Hiromu's going to feel gigantic, right? Like yeah. Whenever he comes back, the, I mean, the junior I- heavyweights need him so badly right now. I
2: don't know about... Uh, you, but certainly I was very surprised that he did not make a walkout appearance at at. Uh, I saw this, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom this yeah. year because like Wrestle Kingdom felt like a coronating moment for Lij throughout the entire night. You would have loved to have seen Lij is winning titles left and right. I think the entire faction is decorated in gold by the time the show is is at an end. Yep, like it would have been good like a feel good moment, the way that, you know, they like to go off the air with these big shows sometimes, if you had, of course, uh him coming out and joining the celebration with those guys. It's and obviously also, it wasn't the main event that No, uh, but
0: you could do a pose off at the vi- not what was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom this year? Tanahashi and Omega. Yeah. So. But even after Naito's win you could have had Exactly. Come out you come
2: out after he beats Jericho and you celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what I was expecting and I was Honestly surprised we get to the end of that show who Romu doesn't appear. I would be stunned if you go through the entire Madison Square Garden show and there's no sign
0: of Feromu. I think if you want him to feel like a star, return in that crowd is going to get the job done. Yeah. Jim, are you going to be watching much of the New Japan Cup? Um, I will probably track
2: down matches after the fact. Sure. I don't know how much of it I'm going to watch live, but certainly if someone's going crazy for a match the night before, I'll track it down in the morning.
0: Yeah, similar space for me. As it gets to the finals, I might consider watching it live, Uh, but for now it'll be these illegal XWT packs <laughs> that are are put together where they do the illegal match, match takeaways but i am i am looking forward i feel like i haven't watched new japan since wrestle kingdom so i'm excited to to dive back in and see some Colt Cabana's year baby <laughs> Jay White versus Colt Cabana main event of
2: Madison Square Garden what is this <laughs> he's in the tournament Oh, right. Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, the winner of the tournament gets the yeah, main course. event. Of course. Sorry, right? I didn't put two
0: and two together. You're picking yeah. Colt Cabana to win. the <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe we should just move on to listener questions. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling pariah is no longer your nickname. I'm kidding. You know, boom, boom, I boom, actually have no boom. idea who's
2: going to win it. It's got to be Naito, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like maybe. But also, do I want to see Naito lose in the main event To JY. Really White? Like- Not really. I certainly don't. And also, are they going to do it where he has both belts? Breathe with the splitch
0: blade. (laughs) I can't stand that guy. That's one thing Josh and I do have in Cousin. In, in common. In, ah! in <laughs> constant. I guess I misspeak just like him. Uh, what do you say we hop into some listener questions here, j I would love to. Uh, this uh, 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 segment of Listener Mailbag is brought to you by something called Fruits Are Brewable Brewing Company. Uh, sent to us by a guy I've never heard of, uh, Craig uh, and We're currently drinking the bra 9.2% American Strong Ale.
2: Now, I haven't sipped this yet. It's been sitting in my glass Mine all is mostly cold. long. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like of all of the beers that Craig has sent us. Yes. And now, obviously, Gary, you wouldn't know. Right, this right, your first time drinking <laughs> Yeah, first time drinking beer, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, like, you know, I've really liked everything he's sent so far. Yeah. But I, I feel like an American Strong Ale might not be entirely my speed. Well, so I'm going to take a some sip. Out. Here go. I'm going to take a sip, and I'm going to give my honest reaction, but I'm nervous okay. that I'm not going to like people
0: it. Wanna, have you been nice about the other beers?
2: No, I've been honest. Okay. Like, I liked all the other beers before. Okay, here we go. We're going to get... But, but, you know, I, I don't want to offend Craig if I take a sip and I'm like,
1: Ugh, I That
2: think, was disgusting.
0: From what I know of Craig, which is basically nothing because I don't even know who he is, yeah. but uh, from what I know of him, he would understand that he would want the, the, the palate to be able to differentiate the, the best. In the he, he would re- respect.
2: All right. The, the brawn. A 9.2% American Strong Ale, which might be closer to 10% because it has been bottle aging in my fridge for the better part of the last year. I've been flying through this fucking thing.
0: Give us a reaction. I like it. Wow.
2: Um, It's very, like... It's very flavorful, but not in, like, a heavy way.
0: Yeah, you could drink a bunch of these, I feel like. Yeah,
2: I feel like this could be dangerous. I because, feel like it because, already is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at my glass. It's <laughs> true.
2: It's true. But, like, when I think of uh, a beer like this, you know, or, like, a stout. Well, I'm not a big stout guy, which yeah. I talked about last week. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, Like, you know, sometimes it's too heavy. It's too – like, the f- the flavor is, like, very – maybe bitter is not the right word, but, like, it's, it's like, not – it's not like... It hits you, you, you right. You can't the... put it back. Easy. Yeah. It's a sipper, you know what That's I mean? That's right, yeah. This, I felt like, would be a sipper, but it's not.
0: Yeah, I love it. has it.
2: a nice... It's like a very nutty
0: flavor. It's very good. I'm very bad at taking my time with beer and mm. like enjoying one pint, and I, I got to agree with you. This one, you can toss her back like she's nothing, and then you're going to feel pretty good. All right. Well, Craig, thank you. Con- continue to uh, send the beers, please. Is this our last one? Uh, no, we
2: still have his barley wine. Oh, I don't really like barley wines. Well, this this is this is 9.2. I think the barley wine's like 13. You know, it's that sweetness in a barley. Anyway, it might let's be like
0: 15 now because it's been bottle aging. It's let's, gonna be wild. Let's dive into some questions here. Our first one comes to us from uh, Brandon O'Connor at Bufro OC. It Hello, is, Brandon. As he asks, as we head down the road to whiskey mania, what is the most likely target of this year's Jameson-induced rant about WWE stupidity? Brock doesn't qualify this time. So so what is something that maybe exiting WrestleMania you could see you or Josh or Marlon the Man Phillips get, get sort of fired up about exiting WrestleMania?
2: Who? That is a good question. What would be the most likely thing on the WrestleMania card to infuriate
0: me? Yeah. I think you go a couple directions with this. Yeah? Well, Let's hear your ideas first. So if Brock is excluded from it, which I don't think he should be because – He's literally the top of the card, and the, but 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 we'll play within those rules. If it does turn out to be Samoa Joe versus John Cena, and it turns into like a Baron Corbin versus John Cena match where it's just one AA after 12 minutes and Joe's done, Cena vanquished the villain, that would fucking get me mad. I think I have my choice. Please. Well, uh, what do you think
2: of mine? That's a good one. Would you be mad, also? Of course, because John Cena should not win this match. What like if we yours? talked about it? Doesn't fit his arc. Yes. And also, Joe needs. A moment. Joe hasn't even been on Mania the last two Manias. That's so bonkers to yeah. me. I mean, he was injured once, but also he was not injured another time, and they just didn't have time to put him in a program when he came back from injury. So you gotta hate it. His health hasn't done him a ton of favors, but you know, booking hasn't been great for him either. True. Um, he's kind of been that guy coming out of Mania where they're like, "Let's do something cool with him now." That's true, actually, isn't it? Um, but I could see myself getting really, really mad. And this is entirely possible. This Uh-oh. is this is a there this is a real possibility. Go ahead. That
0: Charlotte wins the main event. But that's entirely possible. Wow, I hadn't really thought of that about that. Because I think I think the singles match of Becky Ronda is going down at is it payback that's right after Mania or is it backlash? I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we I get think, it. The I think Ronda's after. gonna disappear for like a year. I think we get it the one on one. At, is it Backlash that's right after? I can't
2: remember. Usually uh, it's
0: Backlash, but it might not be this year. But, man, I hadn't really considered that. Yeah, that would piss me off if Charlotte won that. C- can I throw you one that I see bandied about? Sure. If Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder pin the Revival for the belts. Ooh. Yeah, that would really hurt the Revival. That's okay. So there's, there's a few for you. But he, here's another one. Go uh, ahead. And it's yeah, again yeah.
2: from the women's main event. Sure. If either Becky or Charlotte win the match... But they do it by pinning each other. So, Ronda loses the title without losing. Uh,
0: That seems almost likely,
2: to be honest. But, like,
0: she has to lose. I agree. She, uh, that's why I think it's going down at the one after. But I agree. That would be nonsense. I'm right she, there with you. She has to lose. Like, if you are only putting Charlotte in this match,
2: I think the justification for it this week was they said, like, uh, WWE is concerned about injury possibilities. So they made it a triple threat. So if any one of the three ladies got injured, they could still do a one-on-one match. Right. That's nonsense. Yeah, They've yeah, never booked like, like that ever yeah, before. The first time in history. Yeah, so stupid. Um, but... You know, that's what they said, but, if, but it actually does sort of feel like you're only shoving a third body in there, so Ronda doesn't have to be pinned or tapped. I I think that's a very
0: fair way to walk away from it, and again, I think it Has she lost one single time? Nope. She yeah. shouldn't have, though, to be clear. There's no point in this where I've been like, oh, Ronda should have lost that match. I guess that's Who's Who are the defense, Nikki Bella? Like... Yeah, that's true. Who should she have dropped to? Charlotte? She could,
2: have, she could have like gotten pinned in a tag match on Raw or yeah, something. That makes it so sweet for Becky. Yeah, which
0: is why she, Yes,
2: and that needs to happen at Mania. I can see myself being 18 shots of Whiskey Deep and just being <laughs> fucking livid that Ronda has such an ego she refuses to lose in a fucking predetermined sport and never mind a real one. I
0: can't wait for Whiskey Mania. Mad our next question this week comes to us from to the show, Ryan Shop. Uh, at Top and he says, Justin meets Daniel Bryan in real life and they become fast friends. What do they bond over? What do they disagree on most? Same question applies to Josh with CM Punk. Uh, Let's do you first here. Yeah. uh, I'll go one at a time. What do you and Daniel Bryan bond over? (sighs) A love of wrestling. Yeah, obviously. Vegetarianism. Uh,
2: Pacific Northwest boys. Yep. Talking
0: Seahawks. Yep. Um... If you met Daniel Bryan, would you bring up the Seahawks?
2: Nah, yeah, probably. That's probably a good way probably. to go about it, right? I mean, like, like he was on the radio uh, 650 before the House show yep. a couple uh, weeks back or a month or so ago now. He's just like the most charming personable dude. Like Hell he, did, yeah. he was on a station that's basically like not entirely, but mostly like an all yeah, hockey station. Ninety percent. And they still talked to him for like fifteen minutes and he fully was like, Yeah, I don't really know anything about hockey. I don't really care about it too much. Even though the New York Islanders have been doing the yes chant oh how with they? him for a long time. Yeah, he he went and did the chant with them. That's pretty
0: awesome. I didn't know
2: that. Uh, wh- I think last year, around the time that like either Raw – it might have been Mania time. Whatever they do uh, – was it, is it SummerSlam that's at the Barclays? Yes. Well, they – Oh, uh, no, no, uh, the takeover. Hockey's not going on in, in August, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But well, whenever they've been in New York for whatever, he just – you know, he made a cameo appearance at a Islanders game. That's fantastic. And they do the yes chant.
0: What do you disagree on most? <sighs> I eat meat. <laughs> that, yeah, I suppose that's one. I mean, Daniel Bryan's an insufferable dude. I feel like everything you and I enjoy, he is a camp. No, I
2: I feel like that gets played up on the reality show, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I'm, I've made the point before that, like, John Cena on Total Bellas is a c- complete madman. <laughs> like, he's an insane person. He's such a villain. You would never want to be around the guy. But I also realize, like... Oh, this is this is like partly him just fucking around and having fun. They're trying to make it entertaining. Well, also somebody. like we're, we're never going to get the John Cena heel turn on real WWE television. Yep. So he's going to play John Cena as a heel on the reality show, and that's, that's probably fun for him. I bet he has a, yeah. a gas with it, right? So, you know, I bet there's a ton of stuff like that with Brian and Bree that's on those reality shows that's just an exaggeration. But uh yeah, I'm sure we might have some disagreements over the th- the very things that uh, he uh, is railing about, is about us. Yeah, it. but also I agree with him on a lot of those things too. So it's, it's that I would, th- I would think he would have a problem with me agreeing with his rhetoric, but taking no real action in my life to support that. Good answer.
0: Uh, what about you and CM Punk? I'm pretty sure Punk would hate me there I, I just don't see a reality where he already doesn't like people out the gate, right? Like mm. he's he's a pretty judgmental guy. can be sort of cold and abrasive. He's straight edge. Yeah, uh, I'm a pretty loose living kind of guy. You know or Josh is a <laughs> pretty loose living kind of guy. I, I could imagine us becoming fast friends over uh, CM Punk and I happen to be the same belt rank in Brazilian jiu ok. So I think if I were to run into him, there's no way that I'd actually be able to handle myself. Like, CM Punk is, and I I don't mean to demean anybody's relationship to their wrestlers, I'm not saying this is greater than anyone's or anything, but he really was like part of me growing up, like, Bo and I watching those ROH DVDs, then he finally makes the Fed, and he gets held down, and he finally rises to these heights, like, I've never had my guy go from, and I don't think I ever will again, but I could just see myself trying to explain that to him, and he's like, you're drunk shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, that's that's just how I see it playing out, you know? So, I, I don't think, if I saw CM Punk, the absolute move would be like, hey man, so you're a blue belt, eh? Can I get a picture? <laughs> like, that's that's what I would do. But I mean, we'd disagree on basically everything, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah, probably. Like, he, oh no, he likes punk rock music, obviously. So yeah, I suppose your musical tastes would probably jive. But I just feel like our, our ethos are you know, I mean obviously we've arrived at them for different reasons, but I'm a you know, I try to be sort of a warm dude and you know, like, like the people and get down I just don't feel like punk and I have that in common. Fair. So what are you gonna do? Be yeah. ready for our next question. I sure am. It comes to us from the uh previously mentioned Fruits Are Edible at Fruits Are Edible on Twitter. It's Craig Campbell and he on has Twitter? Maybe you're cancelled. I said Twitter. Now. I heard titter. Well, that sounds like you're cancelled, not me. Tape. Well, don't you do that. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> Everyone just hit the back 10 seconds button on their <laughs> podcast <now>. app. <laughs> and his question reads as follows It's Tyler Bates' birthday today. Happy birthday, Tyler Bates. Congratulations, Tyler. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> this beer might be going to my head. He's only 22 years old. Firstly, how the hell is that possible? Well, let's answer that question. he's the
2: youngest champion ever, so.
0: I would have guessed that he was older than 22.
2: He was 19 three
0: years ago, so it makes sense to me. Not if he can't do math, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) But a mustache that good at 22 ain't too bad, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we answered that one. Secondly, what were you doing at 22 that you would consider yourself world class at? Wow, great question. Sorry, what's Tyler's last name again? Bait. There's your answer. (laughs) <laughs> Jaymo could make himself come in ten <laughs> seconds. Went, I mean, the hand would go down. Went, you you want to say world class? I mean, I mean Olympic gold medal Olympian at baiting
2: um, He was the
0: master. I'm
2: trying to think. I have, have an I do have yeah, an answer. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: This is going to sound tremendously arrogant, but I, I will. I will die on this hill. I think my ability to chug a beer at 22 was in, like, the top 12 percentile of the entire world. I met this one guy, Dexter, who was from Alberta, who could beat me. Mike Noble can hang with me. And this Australian guy I met while I was in a hostel in Portugal could hang with me. Besides that, back then, I could throw the cold beer down my throat about as fast as you could pour it out. See, I'm glad that you went this road. is that? Because I felt a little bit
2: uh, anxious revealing my actual choice. Oh. Uh, it wasn't uh you know no, g- getting no. down I with mean, yourself m- maybe <laughs> maybe that's also true you never know right? also true <laughs> but uh <laughs> but, but the one i'm thinking might like legit be legit. Is yeah is my ability to just rip bong tokes oh yeah because i had like a big old uh like you know bong that that uh, did me very like well. like full size yeah like Probably yay big. I'm very jealous of my own Like a, like a you know like a bazooka kind sure, of. Sure, yeah. Um, with an ice catcher and everything, and I would take this thing to parties. Hell. And yeah. and other people would pack it. They'd see the bong. They'd be like, "That's amazing. I don't need to hit that." So <laughs> so you know you, you spend money on a bong. It pays for itself in the long run. The longer people it, give if you, you we if, if it doesn't smash, you right? Know? Yeah. Because yes, people will see it and they'll be like, "I'm gonna, I'll pack that thing. Let's let's go. Let's go, baby." Uh, and then invariably people would just be destroyed by it. Like they'd oh, have yeah. a coughing fit or they couldn't take the tote. And like they yeah, and to me to me, I like child's play. I'm I saw myself <laughs> I was like the Miles Davis of smoking weed. And that bong was my trumpet. And I would never cough.
1: <laughs> I was the Miles <laughs> Davis of smoking weed.
2: Yeah. I could, I could play that thing all day long. You'd think it was the most beautiful bong tox you've ever seen.
1: Oh, now
0: that's funny. Uh, and I would never cough. Oh, so my goodness gracious. Now I, my bong
2: was named after Shaquille O'Neal.
0: What was his name? Shaq.
2: <laughs> this is a big, tall bong. And the coughing fits. That was called a Shaq attack. <laughs> But I never. (laughs) See, I came up with a name for it because it would happen to other people, but it never happened to me.
0: Oh, the Miles Davis of smoking Mm. weed. That's just funny. I don't care who you are. So that's probably what I was the best. You were world world
2: class. Yeah, world class. I. I have a. You know, at one point. Uh, a, a significant member of the cannabis scene. oh okay yeah. uh, who's since been outed as a creep, and I do not want to say that uh, I he, think I know he he once complimented about. me, but he 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 once came around when I was uh, in his place of uh, business and uh, and offered me uh, a rip and I and I took it and I pulled it and I inhaled the whole thing and I exhaled and I didn't cough at all and he said, "You got chops, kid' And that meant something to me <laughs> when I was yeah. in my younger days. Less so now, given that he's been canceled. He's in uh, yeah. canceled uh, he's the in canceled ch- zone. Isn't he in actual
0: jail? Yeah, maybe. He was for a while. Not canceled jail, like... Mm. Behind bars, Jay. No, I don't think so. He was,
2: though. He used to be in American prison.
0: I'll also throw out uh, Smash Brothers. Not world class, but but, uh, I can kick some ass at Smash Bros. Madman, are you ready for our next question? Sure am. Comes to us from Zoobs, at the underscore Zoobs. Oh, my boy. A man that everybody knows and loves, the Zoobs. I I think he's going to be on my radio show this Sunday. You've got to love it. Everybody loves the Zoobs. Yeah. And he asks... Favorite liger Jushin Thunder Liger memory match or story? Of course, Jushin Thunder Liger announcing this week that next mm. year's he referred to it as the Tokyo Dome, Tokyo Dome show, uh, presumably Wrestle Kingdom. But I know Wrestle Kingdom is going two nights, so maybe who knows which one is going to be his last match? Finally, right off into the sunset after what can only be described as a you know long and consistent career and just
2: incredibly influential. Sure, like, like, yeah, like. D- he invented spots that have become like the go to. Totally true. Uh, you know, connective tissue of any cruiserweight match that you might watch on 205 or any other number of places.
0: I think I know what your answer is because Josh told me. <sighs> yeah, what is my answer? Are you going to go him and Tyler Breeze?
2: I mean, that is because I didn't watch New Japan prior to two years ago. That is my Jushin Thunderlager memory. So novel, yes. right? But I mean, you go back and see him on wcw from like 95 96 just doing incredible things too i think the the big thing for me about jushin thunder that i was thinking about when this announcement came down late last night is that he just has the best
0: mask in history gear in general he's in the short list right i
2: mean gear in general he is essentially a power ranger yep and given that he's been at it for so long you know who's deriving who, you know? That's a good point. Did, did, yeah. did Power Rangers steal <laughs> their entire look from Jushin Thunder Liger? I believe, yes. Or yeah. did he repackage himself for North America when he came over for WCW? I have no, no idea.
0: No, Power Rangers ripped him off. I would imagine so because
2: Power Rangers is Japanese culture. It's, you know, that's all. It's I would imagine that that he, I don't think it's crazy to think that they ripped off their outfits Certainly from awesome. a big Japanese wrestler. Um, but, you know, even putting aside the the total outfit, the mask... Is unreal. Is amazing. It's unreal. It's like, you know, you want to talk about luchadors in Mexico, any masked wrestler ever. There's some good masks out there. No, well, undoubtedly. To me, like, the iconic look of all time is Jushin Thunder Liger. And... It's a very expensive look to replicate. I think, <laughs> you know, your cousin was at uh, the New Japan store in Japan a year yeah, and it's a bit ago. One of the
0: most expensive masks there. Yeah, it's like
2: three hundred and fifty bucks or something yeah, to get that mask. I think that's right. It's probably
0: worth it too. Can you imagine? It'd if, be a great Halloween costume. Oh, are you kidding it would have been so cool. Um, before I say my favorite story or memory, I, I just want to say something about Jushin Thunder Liger that kinda of struck me now. Uh, you see this in some sports where the the nickname is inseparable from the performer. Uh, and if somebody tells me they watch Jushin Liger, it almost takes my mind a second to, it's like, oh, who who would that be? But Jushin Thunder Liger is just a one, two, three, mm-hmm. tremendous name. I don't want to overuse this word, but truly an iconic name. And I love when the nickname can become part of the guy. You don't see that in wrestling enough. In MMA, you get it. You get the, the Rampage Jacksons or the Shogun who was. But Jushin Thunder Liger feels inseparable from his nickname. And this has no further point. I just wanted to call attention to that. From my memory, like you, Madman, I- I'm not a WCW guy growing up. And I think I've watched New Japan a little bit longer than you, but n- not a huge way. But I have a very standout memory from when I was at Wrestle Kingdom 12, I, you know, they have the New Japan Battle Royal to start the the show, right? Mm-hmm. With however many people. And I mean, I barely knew anybody coming out, you know? Uh, Cheeseburger, the ROH head trainer, was there. And so yep. I-, I recognized him. But uh, you know how the, the Japanese crowd's... Reputation is sort of to be quiet and hushed and, you know, sort of golf clap at the big spots. Mm -hmm. The, oh that came out when Jushin Thunder Liger entered this battle royale. I was like, this is a guy I know. The gear looks unreal, and these people are, like, thrilled to see him. And I just remember being like, Jushin Thunder Liger kicks ass. Let's go, baby. And I think he got, like, two eliminations as soon as he entered. I could be mistaken on that point. But it felt very huge when he entered that. And I'll always be like, that's my, my Jushin Thunder Liger experience.
2: Right on. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, fun to have. Yeah, and he's it's. I always love it when he's on
2: the commentary table for New Japan too, Because yeah. on the Japanese commentary table, which we don't really see on the English telecast until after the show goes off the air. Yeah, Because Kevin Kelly and Don Callis will kind of quickly sign off and then the broadcast is continuing but the English language part of it is over, so we just get the camera shot of all of the Japanese guys kind of sitting around, kind of doing like a post-show breakdown. Yep, And it's, you know, three very important looking Japanese businessmen and (laughs) Jushin
0: (laughs) Thunderwild. (laughs) <laughs> In full gear, you gotta it love rules. it. Rules, yeah, it's great. Madman, our next question this week comes to us from Ryan B at six o four craft beer, uh, and he asks if there's is there anybody who could make a comeback where you would be more excited to see them than Big Dave, referring to Dave Batista coming back on uh, last week's Raw. Would have liked to have seen him again this week. He's, mm-hmm. he's on next week's episode of Raw, I believe. Yeah, I felt like a bit of a
2: letdown Raw this week, and I, I, I don't know what I expected. Yeah. They can't all be
0: last week's show. It'd be nice if they could.
2: I know, but, you know, you, especially with part-timers, they're not going to be there every week. I it's do true. feel like once we get through... This weekend, though, like every RAW the rest of the way should be delivering on the level of last week. I hope
0: so. I thought I thought Batista's the video promo we sent in was a little lackluster. If I'm mm-hmm. being honest, so again, I'm incredibly excited. Big Dave's back. I don't want to focus on anything negative, but I was like, this is not as good as having him here. But is there is there someone who can make a comeback? We'd be more excited than Batista. I got to think there is, right? Maybe? Yeah, probably CM Punk. Yeah, I mean it's it's CM Punk for me for sure. As much
2: as like. I like Batista more as a person sure. than CM Punk. His return also did not feel out of the realm of possibility. No, it felt very He was on SmackDown 1000. They were teasing this match then. There was word that this match was going to happen until Triple H like blew out his... Leg or whatever yeah. happened. Uh, it was his arm, right? His whole shit. Yeah, his like bicep blew up. In, I think it was his bicep in actually. the Saudi Arabia match. Yeah. Um. So that kind of put a damper on those plans, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> his bicep blew up, put a damper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And <laughs> they and they. I mean, it seemed like for uh, you know, all intents and purposes, this match was canceled. Yeah. Because Triple H was not much be like my cousin. Time. Yes. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, clearly. There's something about these top-level wrestlers whether it's Cena or Triple H like they just have superhuman recovery times. Yep. Uh, I think
0: you mean steroids. Probably that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I that's the main super thing. Superhuman.
2: Yeah, you just get a like little injection, and suddenly you're feeling fine.
0: Listen, the fact of the matter is, I don't know if anything would make me pop like cult a personality. Henry. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's against Apollo Crews. Like, if CM Punk came back, that's the thing in wrestling I'm but most focused on. You always thought Batista could come back. You he's, thought he would. He said he
2: wants to. Yeah, like he's always wanted to. It's just a matter of finding the time to make it work. You know, for a guy who's said like he's done with the business and he never wants to do this again. It feels impossible. Yeah, it would feel absolutely gigantic. Yeah, and it would be be huge.
0: Jim, our next question this week comes to us from out Lorenzo Meow. It's our guy. It's Doug Doug Crap. Crap. And he asks, at WrestleMania, the WWE starts a Pete Rose and Kane-like rivalry, but with SNL's Colin Jost and someone Jost. Who would Jost? Who would you like to see just destroy Jost year after year? I mean, it's gonna—they're gonna do something. Yeah, it feels it that built way. up
2: on Monday, yeah. and it, having him just be dragged up the wall by Braun was not enough. Um, I actually really like this. Yeah, I thought
0: so too. I, I was surprised at the negative backlash. I agree with you here. Uh, the reason that I like it so much is that I actually do dislike Colin Jost. Does he suck? I just assume that he's on SNL, so he sucks because that show isn't funny. He's like the head writer
2: of it, so basically everything that you hate about SNL right now is his fault. What I hate is that it isn't funny at all. Exactly, <laughs> and he's not very funny. Have you ever
0: tried watching SNL? Yeah. Who's it for? I don't know. I mean, by the time SNL on... Resistance Wine Moms. <laughs> well, okay, maybe I'm into it, but yeah. give him my number. Uh, JMO. Uh... No, but like, he sucks. He's one of
2: those dudes who has a rich dad... Who went to an Ivy League school? Who never worked a day in his life? Who got into his school because of who his parents are? Fuck you, Colin! Who immediately graduated from school and stepped right into a job at SNL? Eat like, my ass, Colin. Never has worked a day in his life. Has like uh, you know uh, uh, a mansion in 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 the Hamptons? He's been yeah. featured in Hamptons magazine. Yeah. Like. You know, I had a joke uh, on Twitter that blew up pretty good a couple weeks back that was like, who could have guessed that a man wearing salmon pants in Hamptons magazine is not the visionary mind to guide us through this cultural moment. But it's true like he is not your average person. He is he is not Kevin Owens. May I He is everything that you hate about the privileged in America.
0: May I say something about him? Absolutely. Colin Jost get lost.
2: Doesn't really work because, like I said, his name is Colin Jost.
0: Oh, okay. Can I redo that? Yes. Colin Jost? You're toast. Hey, there we go. <laughs> How did you know what I was going to say? I don't know. That was. Wow. We already we got, have yeah, developed
2: got the hashtag good after just one episode. Oh, my so Lord. So if he's going to lean into being fully unlikable, which he has been doing, I thought he was actually that, good that on he Monday. Did on Monday that, yeah. I'm into it because I want to see him get come up. It's because. I want to see him get come up in real life. <laughs> when he said... Oh, you know, I did a little wrestling in college. I'll be fine. I thought that was pretty good, actually. But, like, if if you turned on the news tomorrow... And there was, like, a rebellious uprising in New York City that ended with, like, Colin Jost getting his head chopped off in a guillotine. Yeah.
0: I'd probably cheer. <laughs>
2: I'd be like, hell yeah. <gasps> <gasps> Woo! <laughs> it's happening.
0: So who's destroying him
2: at Mania? I don't know. Bron- we already got the tease of Braun, And Braun doesn't really have anything to do at Mania. Right. And and when Braun kind of dropped him and walked off, he was like, yeah, you better run. Which mm-hmm. sort of teased... Further I th- that's how I took between it between the two of them? So, look, if... I mean, what did we do with Braun last year at Mania? You put him in a weird comedy novelty spot where he got to destroy yeah. uh, the tag team champions with a literal child. Yeah. So if
0: Shouts out to Nicholas. If,
2: but if this is their plan for him, if they if they are not at the point where they want Braun to be the guy and he's in the world title match or whatever, like, yeah, come up with something fun for him to do that's, that has... A big kind of cultural appeal beyond wrestling because, like, that is what Braun has been good at. Yes, agreed. These moments that like transcend the audience of Monday Night Raw. Well, he's just a moments guy. Yeah, I feel like. tipping the ambulance was like maybe the most viral moment that they've had in forever. And, uh, like that clip blew up Twitter that night. Like all kinds of people that I know who don't give two shits about wrestling were all about Braun tipping that ambulance. I think
0: Braun yeah. The visuals for Braun, the moments, he has a ton of fun. So if
2: you can come up with a segment that's like that that features two, you know, quasi celebrities like Michael Chang, Colin Jost, like that's that's a great spot for Braun.
0: I like that idea. I think Braun, especially feeding the crowd after it, could feel very electric. And Braun does have like sort of a natural cartoony thing going on, where I think like him just throwing like I think there's a lot of good reasons to go Braun, but but yep. I I wouldn't. I mean, not to cut you off. No, go
2: ahead. Uh, King Kong Bundy passed away this week. Rest in peace. Uh, sad, obviously, but you know. <laughs> And wow, I didn't really need to clarify <laughs> that. it, it is, it, you know, guy has a way. You're it's not a, happy about it no. to be clear. But but one of the things that I thought was cool was uh, you know, all these people sharing all these classic moments yeah. of memories of King Kong Bundy. ESPN reposted their ad from I think the early nineties. Oh, cool. I didn't see this. Of uh, you know, it's fun to be a broadcaster and do the sports, but you know, sometimes Athletes get mad if they're underrepresented in the highlights. Of course, there was that one day all the wrestlers came in. And it's like the WWF early 90s crew just storming into the Bristol Studios at ESPN. And it's King Kong Bundy is like the star of this ad. Like Undertaker and all these like... Other guys, you know, Shawn Michaels—they're all in the ad, but Bundy is like clearly the star of the ad. Awesome, and he's just like choking guys and lifting them up and being like, Van Pelt, how come I wasn't on SportsCenter? Center?" But, like, like
0: to me, that's Braun. That's, like that yeah. is that sort of, and you—that's the cartoonishness. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Think. And I think it is why he served better as a babyface just in general. For sure, yeah. Um, but my answer here is you have Colin Jost continue to, to take wrestling very unseriously, very, you know, oh, you know, I, I was in college, I, I'll be fine here, you know, keep treating it very, very lightly until WrestleMania and he comes out oh, yucking it up, taking it all lighthearted and he sees smoke, he sees the entrance and he's now staring down Alistair Black And Aleister Black, who's been stuck in this tag team with Ricochet and not getting a real push, looks at Colin Jost. Zero sense of humor. Black mass. Boom! Puts down Colin Jost. Shows him how real it is. And then Aleister Black enters his match. In his entrance as Joe and Buddy are exiting their hosting duties, face-to-face with black, black mass continues to the ring. But,
2: like, I mean, look at the Jon Stewart thing that they did at SummerSlam a couple years ago. Like, they are clearly – that was the wrong approach because that was literally the finish of the match. Yes. Um, But, like, they clearly love doing these things where – Celebrity fans get involved with a show, they get attacked by somebody on the show, and that becomes a moment that gets press coverage outside of the typical wrestling or sports circles. And you know that they're aiming for that, That becomes something that gets picked up by People Magazine, that gets picked up by TMZ, or uh, any number of like... Yeah, Pick Your Poison. Yeah, exactly. That's what they want.
0: Yeah, I think there's... there's uh,
2: And and it's not always bad. Sometimes it's very entertaining.
0: Genuine truth to that. J-Mo, a couple more questions this week. This next one comes to us from John Cullen at Cullen the Comic, and he asks, Survivor Series has changed, and now each member of the five-man team must c- compete in a different discipline. Pick your team of wrestlers draft style. Who will compete against the other team's selected member in the discipline? All matches are 1v1. So I'm going to say the discipline... You can go first on the first one, and we'll alternate of who you're going to pick from the active WWE roster to compete in the following things. Are you ready, Madman? I think so. First off, in wrestling. Just wrestling. Yes. who Who is going to be on your Survivor Series team to, to represent the great art of wrestling? Dolph Ziggler. Fuck. Yep. That's about right. Uh, I got to have Dolph on my
2: team. Yeah, Are that's true. Me? That's so on brand. All right. Give me. uh, You wouldn't know Gary, but. uh, (laughs) Yeah, what do you mean? We have a long history of Dolph Ziggler. No, Dolph. I mean, I couldn't say enough good things about the guy. (laughs) Oh, my man. (laughs) Who
0: needs your cousin when I got a good guy like Gary? I I love his stupid spaghetti head (laughs) and his bad politics. I love it. Uh, (laughs) So in wrestling, you've got Dolph Ziggler. Give me uh, the author of Pain who wrestled the W.J. Moet.
2: Ooh, Uh, I believe that is
0: Occam. Okay, I'll take your word for it.
2: I think. Sonny Buller is his name.
0: Yeah, Sonny. Yeah. That's how I know him. Because <laughs> he went to high school. No further questions. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I think we have kind of an even matchup there. I don't know who reached the higher accolades of wrestling. I obviously have the size advantage, but I think Dolph was was in the Big 8, or maybe even All-American, but okay, so we have that. We won't, we'll see who wins at the end. For trivia. Ooh, trivia. Trivia. So I get to go first on this one. Is Kane active? No? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Give me the big red machine then for for, for general trivia.
2: General trivia? Yeah. Who do I think is all around smart in WWE? That's hard. Yeah, you think they're all fucking morons. Yeah. You know what? I don't know why I'm thinking this. Sure. But just because he's been around a while, he seems like a guy who has varied interests. General trivia...
0: We go with Long Island Dice Z. Okay. Zack Ryder. Interesting. I mean, he knows the wrestling game very well. Yeah. Uh, I think Kane absolutely crushes him in a game of trivia, but uh, we'll, we'll go on to the next one. I was also week. thinking Miz might be good there, but I, I, he might be good for something later on. We'll see. Here we go. JMO is the third thing that our teams must compete on. In a g- Great questions all around this week, by the way. Really strong questions. Sonny Dinza, sorry. Yeah. I just knew him as Big Sonny. A yeah. triathlon. Uh, uh, and he is Occam. I was correct. Hey, nicely done. Yeah. Who's competing in a triathlon on Team Madman? A multi-sport athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is pure athleticism. That's what you're looking for here. We go with Ricochet. I think Ricochet's a great call. He's definitely going to have the endurance. Yeah, I
2: thought about a bigger guy, but then I was like, maybe the muscles would, like, Getting your way during like swimming and stuff.
0: I'm actually going both directions. I'm going with a smaller guy and somebody extremely muscular, and I'm taking Cedric Alexander to enter ah, the the triathlon. Nice but I think you might be right that it's more of an endurance thing. So yeah, maybe I was on.
2: thinking like who's the who's a pure athlete? And I was like, ugh. Lashley. EC three. You know, instantly. Yeah,
0: he's not gonna. He'll probably drown during the swimming portion. <laughs> a five minute stand up comedy set judged by professional comedians. <sighs> Well, I should have saved Dolph Ziggler for. You later. absolutely should not have. Have you seen that clip? <laughs> of <the stand>? <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, you or I might have a better kick at the can at impressing these. Uh, you know what? I will go
2: with someone who has an improv background ah. and Sami Zayn. Oh yes,
0: performed this year. Uh, you do it. Yeah, that seems a- like a funny guy. Uh, in every bit of content I see, this next gentleman in—he's the funniest part of it. I don't know if he actually has a background in it, but he does have a Twitch stream. I'm gonna go Tyler Breeze here. That's a very good choice. He is. Have you watched any of their their stream? No, but he's super funny. Yeah, it's mostly terrible except for him being funny. And then you think of Fashion Files I and... see Rusev
2: being a good pick here too, obviously. Oh, he's always he's always. How did neither guy. of us take
0: Rusev? I feel yeah. like Rusev and Tyler Breeze are your one A and one B. Yeah, two funniest guys. You're probably right. Yeah. Although Breeze maybe I'm confusing like the comedy wrestling with being funny too, because he's the funniest wrestler, right? For sure. Yeah. Oh, I think if you ta- I think Rusev's probably the best answer. Yeah,
2: Rusev might be the funniest guy just in terms of like witticisms and written word and yeah joke
0: structure. Special shout out to Xavier Woods so can, too. though.
2: So can I switch my answer? Can I? Abandon? Yeah. You,
0: I'm gonna switch Sammy for. Rusev? Rusev. Okay, yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. And finally, Madman Brock is excluded for the second time in our listener question. <laughs> A three-round UFC match. Three-round UFC match. Yeah, you got to fight in the yep. octagon for three rounds. I, oh, and I get to pick first here. Uh, I'm going to go with the other guy with pro MMA experience on the roster, if I'm not mistaken, undefeated, uh, Bobby Lashley.
2: That's who I, was gonna I think
0: say he's 9-0, 8-0, something like that.
2: I like how you just decided that you got to pick first during one of the rounds that had a natural answer to it. Well, mm-hmm. no, we've been alternating. Oh, go, have we? yeah. I thought I picked first every time. No! <laughs> 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 wow, bud! Uh, yeah, who's going to beat... Bobby Lashley in an MMA fight.
0: I don't think there's anything. <laughs> can I pick Braun? You can pick Braun, but I don't think he's the second best choice. I think your current U.S. champion and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Samojo. You're right. Thank you for guiding me to a He's not going to be there. Bobby Lashley, but Joe can kick some ass. Yeah,
2: I defer to your MMA knowledge. Here I am. It's like when we get hockey questions. <laughs> Jamar, our next
0: question here comes to us from the Nick Pitan superfan. And
2: like you just said, you don't know hockey, so you wouldn't know that it's Nick Pitan superfan.
1: Blair Pachico, the old
0: callback. When another Liger question reached in the hearts of our listeners this week, as he asked, when Cody left WWE, he had a list of wrestlers he wanted to face. If you could make a list of people you'd want Liger to face before retiring, Hoomst would be on it. It comes to mind quickly, I'm sure, for you also, the Rey Mysterio match that we never got in New Japan. True. That, that feels like a, a pretty natural pairing, right? True. Uh,
2: apparently, part of the uh, uh, conference last night was uh, Liger revealing, or one of the. Somebody revealed that Jushin, uh, or rather that uh, Hiromu, had written a letter. Saying that he wanted to face Jushin Thunder Liger in his retirement match. Wow, I and, wouldn't hate that. And and Liger responded, "If you can come back, we all want to see you come back. So if you come back, you can have the match."
0: I love. I mean, so that like that's that carries a lot of water for me. I feel like that's really cool. Yeah, I'd super into that. I hate to give a non-answer here, but I think in a guy's retirement match, he gets who he wants. So whatever Jushin Thunder Liger most desires, who he'd like to work against is what I'd like to see. I think after a career as long and, you know, as many high notes as he has, I think he sort of gets to shoot his shot. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, there's almost no cruiserweight that you could match him up with where I'm not into that, and that goes for junior heavyweights on the other side of the pond, too. I mean, all of those seem like sexy matchups to me. It's just a matter of who he wants to go out on his back, to. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that does it for the show this week. I think I mean. so, yeah. You know, we came into this thinking,
2: oh, I got nothing to talk about this week. There's yeah. like so little going on relative to all of the things we had to cram into last week's show. How long's the show? It's close to an hour 40 now, bud. I mean,
0: that's what the great questions do. We had to dive into a ton of these. True. Deep a half dive. half hour question period. Unbelievable. The people got lucky. How did you think I did as the co-host my first week? co-hosting Top Marks, another wrestling podcast.
2: No, Gary, I, th- I think there's a real future for you in this wow. business, especially with a smart Dolph Ziggler take like you had. <laughs> I, I think Josh can remain cancelled forever. <laughs> and who
0: could disagree with that? I've hated him for my entire <laughs> life.
2: <laughs> and until next week, stay hot, stay spicy, and stay tasting great.
0: Because you're coming,
2: man! Wah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Wah ha ha! Titus worldwide. I have a confession. Yeah? Oh, maybe I don't. Do you? I don't want to confess. What is it? I just. What's going on, Gary? I. What do, I you,
2: ha- what do you have to get off your chest? Here? Am I might da-
0: have. It's me. It's Josh. We are not. What? We're not identical cousins, uh, like I told you. What? <laughs> let me. Let me just. <laughs> I take I...
2: a look at that big mustache that's hanging yeah. off under your nose. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, underneath that mustache
0: was a full beard. A full beard! <laughs> <laughs> it is you. <laughs> it was me the whole time, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along.
2: Well, now that uh, your higher power has been revealed, <laughs> you see any movies this week? I'm seeing Captain
0: Marvel tonight. Are you excited? No, but I'm excited to jump back into the Marvel universe. How about that? I yes. wouldn't say I'm especially hyped for this one, uh, but, but I, I'm. Gonna tee up
2: something that's going to be cool in the next Avengers. So. That's exactly right. How about you? You watch anything? Uh, I went and saw Goalie on Tuesday. I don't even know what that is. It's a very, very small independent film from Canada Okay. Uh, about the life and times of uh, Terry Sawchuck who is oh. a former goaltender uh, for basically played for all of the original six teams if I'm not mistaken. He bounced around the league over the course of his career but uh, uh, a Winnipeg kid who's uh, older brother died when he was, oh, like, 12 geez. years old. That's got to be crippling. Just, like, when, when his older brother was 17, he just dropped dead of a heart attack.
0: Oh. With uh, the sibling. I mean, that's incredible. And, and his
2: older brother was a goalie, and so he became a goalie, like, under the shadow of the brother that sure. no longer uh, was around. And It's like o- Charlotte and Reed Flair. Yeah, and obviously uh, that comes with a good amount of, of personal demons. Sure. So he was a very... Uh, you know, kind of depressed and and despondent uh, man throughout his life, uh, very much an alcoholic, a lot of family problems because Uh. he was just, uh, you know, a real son of a bitch when he was drinking. Sure. And he died at the age of 40 uh, because he got into just some random fight on the front lawn over money with one of his teammates. And the guy, like, punched him in the gut and something, like, hit one of his internal organs and he like died but the real like that's like the real reason that he died is not because he got in a drunken fistfight it's because he pulverized his body as a a goalie for 20 years and we're seeing fantastically acted film and very unconventional in its approach to just being a biopic
0: oh i did see a movie this week too yeah i saw searching the john cho movie with his oh yeah that's great Very strong recommend for me. Some, you know, minor issues, but for like something as small scale as that, extremely intense, well worth watching. All right, searching and goalie. Go see
1: him. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Titus Worldwide!